This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Welcome to a special episode of In the Conversation. In lieu of taking a break for the holidays, we're going to definitely keep you guys with conversation. It won't be as topical as usual, but it will be a conversation. So stay tuned and stay in with us right here. Me, D. Lemon, In the Conversation. Time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Woo-wee! Yay. Yeah. What we gonna do in part two? Well, you know we had fun in part one. Ha-ha! We're back in the conversation. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And we back again. Yes, sir. <clears throat> part excuse two. Me. Excuse me, excuse me. The sequel, the sequel part two, we out here, we talking, we were- uh, Talking shit. Talking shit, because this is the talking shit uh, extravaganza, the uh, two-part talking shit episode for the holidays. No doubt. You know what I mean? I hope hope your new year is shinier than the last one. How about that? Uh, I was asking Matt, and I want to ask you, because I felt like- as you get older, there's only a, there's I mean outside of lab results, there's just a few ways that you you test your physical prowess. You know when you're a kid, you be jumping up, tapping fucking backboards and awnings and mm-hmm. all of that other silly shit. Slap box your homie just cause. Mm-hmm. And you get older, that that's that's in poor taste. Uh, but one of the things that do remain is that crosswalk countdown. Mm-hmm. Which I've noticed is one of my one of my uh, my new thrills. <laughs> so I was asking Matt, there's a four lane crosswalk near the studio with a median mm-hmm. somewhere in New York City on the Broadway uh, Broadway area. So, so these are some these are it's a wide four lane plus a median. I asked that man. I said, now you coming off the block? How many seconds could be left on that clock to where you comfortably feel coming off that block, you're going to make it across successfully without getting uh, becoming the victim of vehicular homicide? Uh, Matt, what was your, what was your, where you going? I say without the median, I'd give it five seconds. We're going with, with, the with, with the median. I think I'm playing it safe and going ten. It's a fairly big median. You're going ten, going ah, ten, no. and how many? How many seconds you still gonna have on the clock? I probably have two seconds left on that clock. Going at a good eight piece. Like if, if I'm go, if I'm going at a good clip, like if I'm if I'm trying if I need to cross on your every day. Not even at a good. We didn't even trade for this. You just huh. came outside. No shit. I gotta get across the street. I got eight. I got woo. It's, it's ten seconds approaching. You going for it? No hesitation. Ten, 10 seconds, I'm just trying to get right across the street. Uh-huh. But otherwise, I'm like if I have to walk down a few blocks, I'll take my time and mm-hmm. be strategic in my walking. But if I if I really got to get across that street, I'm giving it 10. Where you at? 10 is a lot. I'm walking crossing 10. 10 is a lot. I'm a, I'm a long stride with a little uh-huh. walk. At, you have at, longer <laughs> legs than I do. <laughs> but, you, okay, but at a sprint, I'm going I'm to do it at right about four. If if it drop under four, I'm a I'm a wait. You but going at, to four piece? At four four piece. I I put that sprint on. 
Okay. Long stride sprint. Okay. Tippy toes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If that means I ain't carrying nothing, you know what I mean? I, I can have my backpack on. Okay. But I, I at a four-piece sprint, I can make it it's your on zero before it, the other light turned green. You know, it give you a little... Little pause before the other one turned green too. Right, anyway, so, right. That's the that's you know the. Whew. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I get. When the last time you was up against that clock? I mean, shit. New York. Every week you on yeah. that clock. At so some you point. take it. You go for it though. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it at four. Okay. Three at some of the smaller intersection. Three. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, two. I, I mean, it depends on like a, a two. If you're feeling reckless, yeah. If you if you, you size if you, up the traffic, yeah. You size that up point, the aggressiveness. Like, oh, that ain't you but a size, yeah, you size up the aggressiveness of the 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 waiting vehicles. If it's a bus, I'm I'm going for it. The bus is a little slow. Yeah, that slow takeoff, a slow takeoff bus. But if you got a little aggressive um, yellow cab Uber driver, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. You got an aggressive Uber driver, then you know you might get hit. Yeah, they're gonna hit you. Uh, I tell you, one of the most aggressive uh, vehicles on the road, in my mind, I've seen the Accessorod. I don't know if you pay attention, <laughs> and I know the slow Bogard Nas Accessorod, but they don't be moving as slow as you think. You think since they got old elderly people on there, nah, these motherfuckers be coming through like they don't have precious cargo in these bitches. These right. motherfuckers be doing too much, man. Yeah. Shout out to these accessory drivers. Yeah, they they definitely do too much. They take up too much space. They in both the lanes and shit. Mm. But you know, anyway. the, the most aggressive, uh, not not even aggressive, but when they do, when they are aggressive, the most annoying aggressive nigga is in a in a um, Prius. Prius drivers. Not no offense to Prius drivers out there who you know who are you know share the road like with peace. But it's some Prius driver. Every time I come across a aggressive motherfucker in a Prius, they extra aggressive. Really? Yeah, like they trying to prove, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, gonna be trying to try me because I'm in a Prius, motherfucker. What they, you mean? They, they don't, don't let cut you get off, over? Don't let you get over. Wanna, you know what I'm saying? Type of motherfucker. When you about to get over, they want to speed up and try to test the limits of their electronic engine and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're like, God damn, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's always a Prius. I don't like the fact that you can't really always hear them coming, even on your pedestrian game. Like you, a, like a Prius could slide up on you and hit your ass, and you didn't even hear it coming. Every I like, I re, I need a little engine noise. The Prius is wee. Yeah, I think they you know they just be they got the chip on their shoulder or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is I can still move. All that money they saving on gas. Exactly, chill out and be, enjoy your savings, man. Mm. Oh man. man. Hour two. How's your new year feeling so far? <laughs> it ain't oh, all my, Oh, my motherfucking uh, Nostradamus. Hilarious. My new year's great. They ain't got to close these deals. Made my matcha. Uh. <laughs> hey, man. I, I I anticipate my 2019 being um a lot better as far as what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I also anticipate the uh, the headaches that come along with it, because mm. you know, again, I've I've um, prayed for some bigger shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was literally like, Yo, God, you know what I'm saying? I need some bigger shit, man. I gotta I gotta move to a new place, man. Mm. And then God said, Okay. A couple weeks later, woo woo, you sitting at some bigger tables, talking some bigger shit. Mm-hmm. 
this is make your head spin sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like your head, like your mind not exercised for the shit that you moving into. You got to get your weight up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, you know, your your thought process have to move a little quicker. You know what I'm saying? And then you, especially when you the smallest joker at the table, mm-hmm. as far as you know, saying money and experience, and you trying to, you know, prove your value at the table. Your mind got to move a lot faster than everybody else at the table. So. That right there is an exercise in itself, and um, you know, I anticipate more of that. So I anticipate my my deal making and my deal thinking to get a lot stronger. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 where I'm at with it in the 19s. I saw back in 2018. I saw this article. Michelle Obama says she said, you know, I be at these exclusive tables, these big tables, and these people don't be that small. <laughs> I like that. I always like that. I, I mean, I, I I've been there too. Uh-huh. But to outsmart somebody who who's not that smart but think they smart or mm-hmm. they're in a smart position, yeah, you have to still outfox them. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, especially if they're not that smart, they just like to lean on the hammer, lean on the on the check, or lean on the the position of right. power, which you know what I'm saying is nonsensical sometimes. So you have to be able to outfox that and and circle around and get them in a place where they have to you know yield to what you need. Mm. So that takes that takes fast thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I first moved to New York and I and I'm you know I'm fresh fresh off the block. You know what I'm saying? You thinking this is big New York? You know what I'm saying? This is New York City, and you get in the room and it just be. Six regular motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, like, burn, burn. you're like, okay, is this the problem we trying to figure out? Damn. You know what I'm saying? I just remember being at a table trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what's the best thing to do for a Super Bowl event one time, you know what I'm saying, for a big client. Right. But it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It was going in circles, and I'm like, yo, y'all don't know what people do during these weekends? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because, you know, I'm fresh off of You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've only done shit like this. Yeah. Like, you know, but I didn't think... It would be a business. Like when you're young, you just be doing shit. Right. So by default, you know where the shit at. Right. Me, I'ma always know where it's at. And I know what's happening. I know the clock. Mm-hmm. I know the clock of the big weekend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Friday, everybody come in, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Go eat, hit the club. You know right. what I'm saying? Saturday morning, people, you got the early risers who like to hit breakfast. Right. Then you got the later risers who will hit the breakfast late for during the brunch era. Then it's the mall. Then you know what I'm saying? It's a whole rhythm to what's happening. It's the itinerary. Right. So if you know the itinerary, you know where to put shit at. So I was thinking to myself, damn, y'all don't know where to put shit at. This is shit. And then that was my first time throwing shit on the table at work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, man. Shit. Okay. I could do this. If, nah, okay. If this is what we doing. Your shot went in. Yeah, shot went in. Three points. Big game. You was like, you know okay. I could do this. I mean, I hit dunking on niggas. <laughs> but it, it, you know, again, the table looks good, the building is fancy and fresh, but your value is within your own experience. And if you can leverage your own experience, nobody can beat you at it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Good point. All right. Thank you, my brother. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> good though what else is going on with you hey man life is good man trying to um <clears throat> get everybody my kids and where they need to be you know um everybody got their own little shit that they want ain't got to have 
And then for myself, man, again, all I'm I'm out here working on new shows and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And uh, further than that, I'm just trying to create the value within my own system mm-hmm. and go. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at getting bigger as getting with bigger people. You know what I mean? You go to these bigger places and sit at these bigger tables and get deals. And... That ain't really where the shit come from. You know what I'm saying? That's not where you go first. You know what I'm saying? First first days, you know, you got to make sure your house is straight and make sure that the shit that you're doing is big within the way that you want to make them. And it's fitting your your personal brand or your business brand and that it uh that you are good in it. You know what I'm saying? And then those tables will start opening themselves up to you as opposed to, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of my whole career has been who based on who I knew and who I could get to and moves I can make, you know what I'm saying? But I think now I had to kind of turn it around and it's like, who knows me, you know? And yeah, the people who I can knew, I, they knew me, but it has to be bigger than just that. It has to, my, my little ecosystem has to grow as far as my value to the space as opposed to what I can, how I can move within the space, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> You figured out how you're going to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyper-focused on developing my shit out, my personal self, my personal brand, and and just my the psychology of of putting myself in the forefront of my own self. Not in the, you know, not being on TV or no shit like that and making everybody look at me. That ain't it. It's me looking at myself in a way that's saying, hey, man, you know, trust your Thing. Like they say, trust the process, but trust who you are. Trust your shot. Trust, trust your your thinking. Trust your your um, vision. Trust, trust that the things that you're making uh, has the value to other people that brings them out in the wild to fuck with you and growing that process. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, stick to it throughout it all, even when the shit is unclear. Not the vision, but the results are unclear. Just stay committed to it. Yeah, the journey don't. It's always not clear. You know what I'm saying? It's always riding in the dark. You know what I mean? All you seeing is the little lines in front of you. That's it. Sometimes you see a little bit of horizon. Sometimes you like, all right, I, I made the right. I got off on the right road. Sometimes you like, oh shit, this shit look. Did I did I make the wrong turn? Right. And you might not have. It might just be that part of the thing where you gotta. That's that's the trust alley. You gotta go down that shit yeah, but. for seven miles. And you like, fuck. I'm four miles in. You sure I made the right? And then you get that two miles. Two miles, you start, what the fuck? Oh, I see a little little glint of horizon. Right. Shit was all right. But yeah. you gotta trust that through seven miles. Right. Or or ten or twenty or hundred. Or you know what I'm saying? Or five, six, eight, ten years. You know you what I mean? Trust that shit. You gotta trust it. You can be in the dark for years. And all you got is little signs, and they, you know they don't really tell you what mile you on. They just just say, okay, keep going. They, like, you know, you see a tree that's supposed not supposed to grow in a certain area, so you know you're not in that area. And that's just a sign. You don't know where the fuck you at, but you know you ain't where you started. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You start seeing palm trees and shit. You know your ass ain't in New York no more. You know, so but you don't know where you at. You still figuring it out, and and that's the whole thing is being able to make something out of that. You know, usually we we try to wait till we get to the place, and that's what the whole shit is about. I'm gonna make something out of the place that I'm gonna get to. Right. But 
You got to make something out of that whole ride. You know what I'm saying? You got to put lights on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, I got new lights. Now my shit, I'm brightening up this whole shit the whole way. Now nice I can see. Playlist. You know what I'm saying? Playlist, you know what I'm saying? You got a caravan of niggas rolling with you now. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it starts, you know, you start to bring in the, the experts on certain shit. Right. Oh, yeah, man. The navigator reading the stars for you. You know? That's that's then you you building it out as you're going mm-hmm. and creating a value in just the whole ride as opposed as opposed to riding all the way there and killing your, killing yourself in the dark until you get there and then it's like ah oh, I made it and you pass out from have a heart attack. Mm. Damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you gotta roll, you gotta build that shit while you're rolling. Build it as you're going. You know. Mm. I just imagine, you know what I'm saying, like we talking in a, you know, in a theoretical sense. Very you know metaphorical. I mean? Yeah, metaphorical. But I just imagine the niggas who had to really do that shit on land going like to to the west. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they say, okay, you niggas, you're free. Right. <laughs> like then you go to this town like, nah, motherfucker, you can't stay here. We stringing niggas up here, then you start right. moving. Like when I was in Oklahoma, and they was talking about you know the Black Wall Street and Greenwood. It's like, damn, what was that journey like? Traveling to a place that you can call your own, and then building it out. Like, how was that? How does that work? What, what was the thought process? Right. You know what goes on in, in a nigga mind that's leading the procession. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta. <clears throat> it's gotta be something. It's got to be something. I guess it could be all types of different things, but it's got to be something that's got this motherfucker driven. Like, I got to. It's got to be. More often than not, it's like something got to be better than this. Right. I mean, in that, <laughs> in that case, it's like not dying. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not getting guilt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not getting strung up. You know what I mean? Make, surviving. But, like, you know, I just I just wonder what it is. Like, you try to, you try to uh, what channel that energy of, I. I'm I'm gonna build something new that has that's never been here before. What's the spirit and the energy that I need mm-hmm. to go from here to there? If I know there, there's a pot of gold waiting for me. Yeah, mm. no, that. How about you, man? What's going on in your world, your life? Your mind. My life, my mind. The spirit of 2019 in you. Spirit of 2019 just feels like, uh, you know, the renewal, I guess. Or, you know, day one, early back, first quarter, you know. It's like, let's let's run this offense. When we looked at. Looked at the past game. I feel like a new, new, it's a new calendar. It's a new game. It's a new clock. It's a... it's a moment of reflection, kinda, and uh, and also execution and implementation. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so that worked. That mm-hmm. didn't work. Mm-hmm. You cut that. You ain't try that. That might work. Let's try that. Let's see what it is. We might try some new offenses. We might try a new new play scheme. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try this shit. I ain't never done this before. This could go either way. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll hopefully it'll pan out. So it's just like it's like the shit is wide open. I guess shit is wide open. Try to maintain as much momentum as you've had growing into it or going into it, and uh, make the most. Move with intention to figure out what do you want. 
You know, I think that's like, it's very okay. Like, what do you want? You know, and like really, like really uh, flesh that shit out to where you could see that shit. You know what I mean? Not where it's like, not where it's just abstract, but where you like, okay, I see this shit. Oh, I see enough of it to get it going. You know what I mean? And mm. that's 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 where. That's where it is. That's where uh, I look at that. 2019 looks like new work, new blank canvas. There might be some other shit that, you know, you still finish it up for the other. Or again, like I said, you take some of that momentum. That was dope. You know what? That was cool. That was fun. I might even try that again, but I'm going I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a hire the stakes this go around because I did that and I know what that is to do. Make it a little bit more difficult, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun, a little bit more inclusive, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more uh, a little louder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. That's it. And uh, but be in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 2018, 2019. It's the moment. It's the moment at hand. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that you're here. A lot of motherfuckers are not. Right. You know. So so be be uh, excited by the moment at hand rather than be. Stressed out by the shit that's coming or what had happened before. Right. Winter is coming. Winter's here. <laughs> it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Might even be cold inside. If so, go get you a blanket. <laughs> nah, B. Shit that be uh, <clears throat> fucking me up out here. Not fucking me up, but the shit that, I, that, that be changing often is like in the creative space, you know, you get work based off of, you know, who you are creatively. And then... Every every year, I guess just like in the club or anywhere else, there's a new crop of mm-hmm. creators that come through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Change the format of what niggas is looking for, what's hype this year, a new piece of equipment, a new something. Um, you know, when the drone came, you know, everybody needed a drone. And the, when the gimbal came, every shot needed to be on a gimbal. And mm-hmm. how do you stay competitive in the market without chasing every trend? Or do you chase every trend? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, <clears throat> for me, I, I I didn't chase every trend. I bucked half of them, but I do see where values are changing and what people paying for is changing. And you don't want to have your company left on the sideline by you know saying young joker with some new skills. Mm. So I've just been tightening up, just trying new shit. You know what I'm saying? Not even just personally, just when even when someone else is adding, just asking for new methods and and trying new shit to put into play. So when people look at your work, they're like, oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? You, you on the cutting edge of shit. You, rather, you don't want to be that guy stuck to your own cadence forever, the same cadence, mm-hmm. to nobody don't even want to hear your shit no more because the, the cadence in the game has changed. You know what I mean? You don't want to be that dude who, uh, you know, is rapping Big Daddy Kane when, you know what I'm saying, it's the, the whoever era. You know what I mean? So shout out to Big Daddy Kane though. No doubt. Big Daddy Kane is still my spirit warrior. You know what I'm saying? With a spirit animal. You know what I'm saying? I was the light skinned Big Daddy Kane, you know? But again, it is a way people move now that that is is what people are looking at and listening to, other than the nostalgia. Mm. About that. You're right. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I'm listening to you. Huh? Shout out to Big Daddy K. Don't be the nigga who's, uh, you know, <laughs> your cadence is dated. 
Oh, shit. Nah, I hear you. I'm here. I'm listening to you. I hear what you're saying. We're here. We going, we going for the two hours. I'm not going to lie, dog. I'm a little tired in 2019. <laughs> We're going to do it, though, man. Oh, I'm trying man. to think of some shit to talk about that's not topical. You know what I mean? Peek behind the curtain. It's still uh, 2018 right now, but we tried to give you that vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm looking at... Uh, I don't want to talk about anything that's topical. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to pull some shit out of the ether. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, man. You going to the Super Bowl? I'll be in the city. We be in the city. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be in Atlanta for uh, Super Bowl. I won't be. I don't, I'm not necessarily gonna be at the game per se. I'm not sure. You know, that's you know. Is this the first time? When last time Super Bowl was in Atlanta? Has it Shit, been? When the first time I went. How long ago was that? That was 2000, I think. Uh, that was, how the, was the Murder it? Ray year. Oh, when Ray Lewis caught that charge. Okay. Um, it was freezing in Atlanta. It was ice storms all through that bitch. Yeah. It was cold as shit. It was a good ass game. I think it was the I think it was the Chargers and um and uh, the Titans. Black quarterback. Um was it the Titans? Yeah. Vince Vince Young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that was that year. Uh, it was a good game. It was like one of them, you know, Super Bowl usually is one way or the other, but this was happened to be a good game that year. May, may have been the Rams or the, I don't know who it was. I'm mean, guess we could Google that up, but yeah. Either way, felt like it was a good game. How was Atlanta then as far as, because uh, we've had these conversations, right? Certain cities become consumed with the big game. Other cities, they host so many big situations going on that they could still be their own city in the midst of it, right? Well, like, it don't get swallowed up. Atlanta seems to be like one of them cities, even more so than I would even say New York. In the way that, well, New York, you could have a whole lot of shit going on and you don't even know what's going on, so maybe not. But Atlanta, I think you could, Atlanta's already some shit going on. Sometimes traffic already be fucked up. No, how do you think it's going to impact? Atlanta, even then, Atlanta, when it's a big event, you're going to know it. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the city. You're going to know it. And people know it. And, and the city embraces it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like... It's some big shit and everybody just pissed. That is some big shit. Unless it's like freak Nick and shit. But you're going to feel a big event there because just it's already traffic up. 85 and 75 are national throughways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's already got traffic going from city to city. Uh, <clears throat> and where the most of the bulk of the entertainment takes place, downtown area, midtown area, is a small section. You know what I mean? Atlanta as a metro area is big in that you got all these suburban towns and, and neighborhoods around the city, but all of the major entertainment stuff takes place dead set in the center. Yeah. So you feel it when you're coming through there, you know? And I anticipate it being even more crazy this year. I think all of the hotels and shit is sold out already. Um, I anticipate shit going nuts, man, because they got the new dome, you know? It'll be the first Super Bowl in the new dome. I mean, shit. It's going to be fun. And they, they embrace the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? They're sports. They embrace the soccer shit right. championship, even though I'm and I'm not sure how you know productive it is for the brothers to all the way embrace it. Because, you know what I'm saying, it seems that, you know what I'm saying, 
as a sport, as a marketing tool, they they utilize the soccer to to uh, appeal to the younger whites. You know what I'm saying? If you if you watching the marketing and shit, so but then they use hip hop catchphrases to make it cool. You know what I mean? So like when they won, they used the catchphrase "South got something to say," which you know it sound cool. Like the brothers like, oh yeah, they fucking with us. But then you know how that always goes, like like uh, you know Fox back in the day when Martin was on there, and then you know what I'm saying. Then after they got the ratings up, they just shut that shit down, and it just became mm. Fox as we know it and shit. Right. So are you always leery when it comes to those kind of marketing things where the the pictures look very light, but mm. then the word and the you know what I'm saying the coolness <laughs> they using you know what I'm saying from the brothers, and then Atlanta's already a city that is in transition as not uh, necessarily a, a big, happy collective of people. You got a lot of new people coming, new cities entering, and a lot of the old city being pushed out. So you do have that whole dynamic going. So it's, it's interesting to mm-hmm. watch right. and to see how all of these things are utilized to bridge or to separate cultures. Hmm. And, and um, I don't think that it's being utilized to bridge the culture as much as it is to separate and identify. Like you say, when you people move in mm-hmm. and they got they come in based on a certain income mm-hmm. and they expect certain things, right. what they don't expect is, you know what I'm saying, the old hood to still be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And which is crazy. So, you know, I watch that shit kind of carefully. And I mm. don't want to go too militant on it, but you you see it. And it's like, brother, stand strong and make sure you stand on the culture that's yours. And then, you know, and, and make sure you buy up the real estate, man. Shout out to T.I. and Lil Baby and Big Oomp and all the cats out there buying real estate in the city. Mm. That's interesting. I never, re- again, like I don't, I don't even look at soccer like that, mm-hmm. so I didn't even notice that. That's an interesting thing. I know you say you don't want to lean too far in on your militant, <laughs> but we go, we go definitely hang that on one of the theories to watch. Right. We must see about that. That's interesting. Uh, soccer fans, black soccer fans, let me know what y'all think. Do you see any place for you? Who is who? No, do you see any representation? No. Well, don't don't get me wrong. As no, a glo- as a global as a global sport. There. It's you know a lot of black fans across the world. All I'm saying is, is in that local market, the marketing that you see mm-hmm. and how it's positioned, you know, what I'm saying is very much aligns with gentrification mm. <laughs> to me. Right. Just to me on the outside, but as far as black soccer fans, they right. exist. They exist in numbers. Like I got a whole crew of niggas. That's all they do. But you feel the marketing is separatist. Very much. Damn. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess Atlanta has been changing slowly. I know with the entertainment, there's, I believe, there's supposedly there's more studios in Atlanta than there are in LA now. Well, there are more, there are more productions, more films shot in Atlanta this year than it was in in Hollywood last year. That's wild. That's wild. And there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of gentrification, a lot of new people moving into Atlanta based on that, and it looks different. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see that. And then it's like when you look at the future, right? Anything, you go pull up anything, the future. You know what I'm saying? Communities of the future. Mm-hmm. And you see who the people who they paint in the motherfucking picture. I forgot who said that. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen black people in the future. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, like you know what I'm saying? They get this brand new development and they marketing and shit. You don't see no, very few motherfuckers look like you. Mm. It don't look like a, you know what I mean? It don't look diverse. It don't look like, you know, we all there. 
It might be they might have you know two, one or two brown, mm-hmm. and you know you gotta try to imagine that's you and shit. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what you've been looking at recently because I no, wanted to I mean, see the illustration of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at. I mean, I'm I'm doing work down there. So uh-huh. I'm saying I'm doing some, some pictures. I just left from Atlanta, I, and um, we're pitching work down there. So uh-huh. a lot of it is based on huh, a lot of it is based on these developments. A lot of it is based on um, the future of the city, mm-hmm. and you know, as a as a as who, me being who I am, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the talk, and I'm looking at the the visuals. Mm-hmm. And what I'm not seeing is the representation of the people who that city really stands on. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, you'll say, yeah, it's the birthplace of the civil rights movement. And you have a picture of Martin Luther King and shit. And then yeah. you know what I'm saying? No Martin Luther King looking people running around. Martin Luther <laughs> King said they just dream everybody be holding hands and shit. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got Martin Luther King, and then they kids holding hands and shit. So <laughs> it's like, you know, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They like they like to, you know, utilize the the touch points. Right. But I think in marketing once people people once people see themselves in it, they can buy into it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't see themselves in it, it might be iffy. So you putting out a story, if you're selling to a certain person, you're gonna make it look like them. Mm-hmm. Which on the flip side is then you're not selling to the other people. You know what I mean? Or if you want to get in, hey, you just got to get in based on the fact that this is how it's supposed to look. Mm. You know what I mean? And, you know, even living in Bed-Stuy, you know, you see gentrification itself. I take Bed-Stuy to be more like a model for for that whole process because even though it's happening slowly, it's happening in a way that a lot of the community still retains a lot of the culture and it still feels a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you could tell, like when the first when they first got there, yeah, I bought this brownstone for me in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I expect certain shit. Mm-hmm. Best, I was like, well, it ain't here, motherfucker. What's happening? Right. You know what I'm saying? Welcome. Welcome. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, four five years later, they giving you the brother man dap, and the, you know what I'm saying? It's all you know. They fell in line with the community standards as they were because that community already had standards, even despite what you heard. And it was invested too, because what I used to always hear about Best Stop was. It had the most black homeowners in the entire New York City. Right. So that in itself slows the process down of people just running in and and moving everybody out, you know. So um, that came, that that situation had a lot of pride. Like you say, Bed-Stuy is, you know, people proud. People proud to be from Bed-Stuy. And that's what the one thing that attracted me to it is because it had a culture and people were proud to be from that shit. It was like, you know, its own little thing. Just like Brooklyn on the whole, you know. You from Brooklyn? When Brooklyn in the house, everybody everybody gonna make noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, with 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 what's going on, we have to really dig down dig down on our culture and the things we value and and make them important. Because when they're important to us, it's, it's harder for people to just come in and kick it over. When it ain't important, it's just like, ah, this little, this little hood ain't shit but the hood. It's easy for them to come in, push you out, and then turn it to something that's important without your input or your participation. Mm. You think Trump going to jail? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is, I, ain't, I mean, I See, Cohen know. doing three years. 
This man he got sentenced to three years. Well, yeah. Let's see if he do him. Uh, did he go on? Did he go in yet? Nah, they say he got ten weeks. He motherfucking <laughs> did. A, uh, he did. He did press after the you know conviction. What? Right. I never see that type of shit. He, they, they, he, he didn't even look like he was about to do time. Like he was in a, a little going out shirt. It wasn't even like a press shirt. He had like a little electric blue. I'm going in the club. I'm going to the club in '93. Right. right. But uh, I don't know, man. I you know I feel they like they probably choosing the jail he going to. It's all okay. set up. It's gonna be cool. But my question, D2019, it's about big questions. Do you think... In, in, I don't think Trump going to jail. No? You know what I'm saying? Whether or not they complete an impeachment process or shit like that, possibly. But jail, hmm, I, don't, I don't think so. 2020, think Trump getting reelected? Nah. Okay. You know, I'm never going to be on record um, putting that energy in the world. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's a he's you know a crazy motherfucker doing what the fuck he do, man. But I don't need him in that spot. Mm-hmm. He go, I, ain't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? If he go to jail, not go to jail, I don't give a fuck. But he don't need to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, my vote gonna count. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna count for something, <laughs> motherfucker. You know what this is what I voted. Yeah, you know I'm saying my I'm vote receipt. gonna count. Yeah, but man. you know, I ain't you know. It's a tricky game out there. They playing, you know what I mean? Ain't, ain't nobody playing fair. Ugh. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't th- I just think he just he doing it too wrong. Yeah. What you think, brother? I, I don't think he's gonna go to jail. That would be dope, but I don't think that's gonna happen. That would be I mean, I can't see it happening. It would be amazing. Wow. It would be just as unprecedented as everything else has been. Right. You know what I mean? So I won't rule it out, but I, I'm not guaranteed on it. I have noticed that that's become like the bulk of so many news reports. Like I was I was watching Rachel Maddow. Like I watch it all the time. But I realized Rachel Maddow be on for like an hour each night mm-hmm. and don't talk about nothing but Trump. Like mm-hmm. nothing else. I mean, no. That's good ratings, man. I guess, but damn, a fucking whole hour. Like, this is still the news. There's other shit that went down. It'd be damn near 60 minutes on Trump, Trump related shit. And don't be, this was the the false fire was over here, or this is some new technology that just happened over here, or socially, this is what's going on. Nah. We, it's like, it's like the wire. You know how motherfucking um, Lester and all of us up in the room listening to the calls? That's all we doing on that shit. Uh, oh, shit. It'd be ill to see an impeachment. Uh, I could see that happening more so than I could see jail time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, didn't Bill Clinton get impeached? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you know, but it was... Uh, exactly. You know? It'd probably be some shit like that. Some old on, on fade the record, the record. On the record shit. So you just fade the record out. It's not <laughs> yeah, abrupt. Yeah, right. You know, do what you can. Just, you know, that's all it be, man, in, in these situations. A lot of times you can't all the way do what you want, but you do what you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that's all you can get off. Mm-hmm. And it seems to, you know, it's hard to do shit to a sitting president. He got the juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And who, who you know what I'm saying? You made the call like, yeah, bro, listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, well, you do that, then shit. This what I'm gonna do. This what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I got that button. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So, you know, it's hard to fuck with a motherfucker who got the juice, yeah. <laughs> even if motherfuckers don't like them. Right. Right. Still got to fuck with them some kind of way. <laughs> got the bit. juice. And you see it every time. <laughs> they be saying, do you fuck with them? I mean, you know, I don't want to not, not fuck with them. <laughs> and Trump out there taunting people. He Trump, what's the lady's name? Was it Monica Love? The lady from Minnesota is a black woman from Minnesota is a mayor or something like that. Like her last name was her last name was Love. Mm-hmm. Trump was like, yeah, Monica Love ain't show me no love. And now she ain't in business. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Right. Especially if you're dealing with a petty motherfucker who ain't got shit else better to do. Yeah, and man. you know what I'm saying? Like Michelle said, ain't the smartest motherfucker in the room as far as, you know, People smart and 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 what it takes to build a community smart. Yeah. Um, so he out here leaning on the power, mm. leaning on the power. So shit, hey, you ain't fucking with me. I bet. Watch this. Mm. But yeah, man. Yeah, think LeBron gonna take it this year to the championship. Yeah, think think I the mean, Lakers going to make it anywhere or uh, they going to go to the playoffs think for so? sure. For sure. Okay. Why wouldn't they? They weren't good enough. No shit. LeBron good enough to go to the playoffs with anybody. Me, you, LeBron, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> we'll be right in that bitch. <laughs> we'll be up in that bitch. Just first, us. We first one round. missing one motherfucker. <laughs> first round, B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We might get swept, but shit, <laughs> we was in the building, baby. LeBron like, nigga, I got, give me the ball. They got four extra checks. <laughs> but I no, they gonna they gonna make it in the they gonna they gonna make it in the playoffs. Now, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a they setting the circus up for it to be exciting. You know what I'm saying? Even though the Warriors still is theoretically untouchable, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, you know, with the little divisiveness going on in the locker room and, you know right. what I'm saying, a little bit of this, the KD talk going to ramp up, right. come come to playoffs and, you know what I'm saying, Draymond and all that shit and Curry with fragileness, you know, every now and again. You know, all that's going to play a factor into it seeming exciting. Now, who could pull it off is going to be. The question, how to pull it off is going to be the question. Hmm. You, know you think KD leaving? I don't know what the fuck KD going to do. That's why I asked you what you think. I, I, don't, I, don't, think, what you I don't think about that shit. Um, where KD finna go make his max contract at. But, <clears throat> I mean, I don't even, I don't see what the value in leaving would be. I was listening to him on a podcast. That's what somebody said to him. It was like, dog, you in the midst of this is arguably one of the best teams of all time. Y'all could turn it to a dynasty dynasty. You could be fucking Bill. You could be Bill Russell on the Celtics if you just keep going mm-hmm. with this fucking squad you got. Something to consider. And uh, he didn't give no real tell either way. He plays his cards close to the vest. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I hear that. Uh, but... Uh, I'm still in, you know, I'm out. He ain't even say nothing more. Like, that's understood. I mean, he uses, he's utilizing LeBron's playbook for real yeah. as far as, you know what I'm saying, using your free agency as a tool to, choice. Get, to get what you want and making sure that you have that choice. So, I mean, he ain't dumb, but, you know, it don't make, it don't make much sense for him to leave, really. No, nah, unless, unless it's some crazy paper, but I don't see. The paper ain't going to be that much more crazy than what he getting. Yeah. Unless he go to a bigger market and his endorsements jump up and everything moves up exponentially. But at the same token, you know what I'm saying, I think he'll be fine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the chemistry, will it – it seems like, you know what I'm saying, that chemistry 
what's what made them and it would be interesting to see if that chemistry starts to break down how that looks in the in the deep in the playoffs. Hmm. You know? Well, we'll definitely know this year because it's all that speculation. I think the speculation is what's fucking with the chemistry though cuz I think you can't all the way depend on if you're going to have this full dynasty. So now you passing the ball to a motherfucker that might be looking at the front door. You know what I mean? So now yeah, it's like bro, you gotta look at right now, baby. Yeah. You keep looking out there, you you can't keep it together. You gotta win this year. If you got next year, then you got it. Yeah. But you know, it's just interesting. I can't wait for him to get knocked off myself. But you know, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It could happen. So we'll see. You know, I don't know. I don't know if LeBron got enough juice or steam. Because you know, again, he's a pro. He he's. He keep the shit close to his best. You're not even seeing how he finna be playing in the playoffs right now. Right. This this regular season LeBron. Right. That shit don't look the same in the playoffs. Playoff LeBron is a different player. Yeah. So, you know, he's so strategic. It's not like he ain't like that player that just go all the way out. Russell Westbrook trying to, you know, every game and yeah. then then gas out in the second round. <laughs> like, Ooh, mm-hmm. Ain't gonna die. Yeah, shit. What the fuck we supposed to do now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they say his uh, what is it? His uh, I forget what the uh, his output management, right. he his output management, his energy conservation in a way <laughs> is like the number one in the game. He's like a Prius, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, <laughs> and then when it's time, right. he's gonna throw them afterburners on. Right. Like, oh shit, they got a real engine. Right, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you can't even base it on what you're looking at because mm-hmm. you ain't looking at what it's gonna be. Yeah. So that's how them mugs wheel themselves to the playoffs. Will they been the eight straight finals? Yeah, that's cool. that's crazy. Yeah. You could say, all right, Miami was a super team, but shit, them other years it wasn't no super teams. He was there. Shit, was when there. he was there around the first time going to the playoffs uh-huh. and shit, it was, you know what I mean? You got to give him props. No yeah. disrespect, but. Every party. You know what I mean? Yeah. The mugger's showing up. He doing his job. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna be definitely tuned in to this year's playoffs. Yeah, I have. I've watched more games now in the early of the season than ever. Really? I don't think I ever seen a first week of NBA basketball. Did you see LeBron versus uh, Wade the final game? I didn't see it, okay. but you know I, I do my little recaps. I heard it was a good game. Uh, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the. Uh, they got a little ten minute recaps the whole game. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I be watching them. I don't want to. I don't like to watch them too much because then I don't want to train my mind to not watch a regular <laughs> Just game. Ten minutes of fucking bad. Yeah, like, ten right, minutes no. of everybody hitting everything you see. You know it's gonna be a make switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to train my mind to get used to that shit. But if I miss a good game, I definitely go check them shits out. Yeah. Fire them bitches up and watch that. How do you find? It? You just put in ten minute recap. If you put the game like the way it is now on mine on my YouTube, if, I, if it's like Lakers versus Heat or uh-huh. Heat versus Lakers, as soon as you type it in, them shits will pop up first. Uh-huh. Yeah. So whoever doing, they be on point too, because they're the same person to have first half highlights, yeah. second half, you know, then yeah. they have the whole game. Right. So they keep you up to date if you ain't um, watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. But you know, oh, that's, it, a, that's a hell of a some dedication to those editors. Hey, man, that's their money. Them shits get no. millions of views. No, so but shit. I don't know they, how they get it off, but they get it off. That's why I'm saluting them. 
I don't know how they do it, but they do it, and yeah, we better for it. And yeah, it's always, like I said, with the community thing, man. It's somebody in the community that does something that makes it all better. And the people that's just dedicated to editing together the highlights mm-hmm. make life easier for, for me, you know? Mm-hmm. The, you know, you want to look up a certain player's highlights, it's there. Right. You know, shout out to the nerds and the people who sit in and collect all the data and the, the video. Because I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's out there that you fuck with that you appreciate? <clears throat> what you appreciative of? I'm not appreciative of. Uh, hmm. I'm not appreciative of. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of some shit on YouTube since we're keeping it to us. Or keeping in the YouTube vein, mm-hmm. whatever I've been fucking with on YouTube. I appreciate all the motherfuckers who gather the shows and had a link for you on a on certain. Um, shout out to DC to BC or yeah DC to BC. They still doing what yeah, they do. Yeah, they it, all the shows. Anything. Fuck. That's how I watched um Atlanta. Really. DC to BC. I watched Atlanta. DC to BC. Uh, I used to mess with Mr. World Premiere. Yeah, it's Mr. World for... Premiere is good. No, not I'm just I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. I thought DC to BC yeah, yeah, was DC... like an editorial site. Now, DC to BC, I think they do certain I think they I don't know if they still do that no more. Cause okay. I just I used to watch them for Entourage. Okay. But he, you know, shout out to him anyway. He do Electro Festival and all that shit. But Mr. World Premiere. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Mr. Mr. World, World Premiere. Premier got all the shit for you. Yeah, yeah, you good. Side Reel was good back in the day for you too. No. I used to watch a lot of my Breaking Bads on Side Reel. Right. Back when you get when they send your ass to a mega upload site or one of them sites right. and you get seventy two minutes and then you gotta wait, I think like four hours till you get another seventy two minutes. <sighs> So you'd be asked out. Or you might have to wait 72 minutes after a couple hours of watching. I forget how it worked out. Yeah, man. Um, the people I, who collect that shit, is, they dope. Yeah, shout out to them. I don't see them as much anymore. Shout out to the motherfuckers that be in the comments on the YouTube that'll break down the shit minute by minute. All right, so this is when they're going to talk about that. That's what they're going to talk about this. And that's when they're going to talk I like that shit. Sometimes some shit's be like four hours long. You be like, 57 minutes is what you're really here for. <laughs> I like that. I fuck with them cats. They do that shit. Oh, shit. A, <clears throat> that's a dedication. Yeah. What else do I look to on the internet, man? Shout out to the motherfuckers that stayed stayed afloat in the blog era. Like MissInfo.com or mm-hmm. Two Dope Boys. You know, now Wright's been out the game for at least since March of 2018, I Damn, feel like. Rest in peace. I don't want to call it that, but I mean, they've been inactive for a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't want to, you know. Dog world, you're inactive three, four months. <sighs> yeah. Well, shout out to them people that have kind of went from the blog era to now to this is the IG era now. IG, or just even the, or, or took it to a media site, per se. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. The fact that you've made it through. This new, to this new generation, Shout that's out impressive. Nicole Bitchy, uh, now known as XO Nicole, mm-hmm. they made it through. You know what I'm saying? From mm. the blog era, celebrity blog era to the media space. Right. Oh, I think uh, I think they were acquired by Will Packer Media. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they out here still. Um, who else was back in the day? It was Vital. Oh man, it seemed like uh, the Tumblr might be taking a hit. 
Yeah, they took the they took the the, the nudity off the tumbler. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting to see if the tumbler gonna make it through the new millennium. Tumble about to take a tumble about to take, <laughs> take a, a tumble. tumble. <laughs> I don't understand how that's gonna off. happen. Damn, Tumblr. <laughs> that was their shit. That was, yeah, that was, they was, they, yeah, shout <laughs> it was out. exclusively known for. Yeah, man. Shout out to Tumblr. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, <laughs> the purveyors. <laughs> the purveyors. <laughs> you talking about Wavy now? Yeah, man. You know. They done? I mean, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. See how people respond. How they adapt. You know. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, shit, man. <laughs> What else, man? You got anything else you want to say? Anything else on your heart before we get out of here, man? On my heart? <laughs> Just whatever. Feel I like anything shit. you can feel at the top of your head. I really what you that. feeling like, man? What else ah, is going man. on? Man, I watched words? Paid in Full a couple of days ago. Yeah. I think Makai and Cam should get some type of ghetto Oscar mm. in, you know what I'm saying, in retrospect. No Wood? No Wood Harris? Wood, too. I mean, they all did great. I think the movie itself deserves a, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. best hood flick of all time type of uh, a label. All in, time in that in the Hall of Fame of 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 uh, greatest black hood flicks. Not, not yeah, the Hall of Fame, definitely Hall of Fame. All right, definitely Hall of Fame. I I say that I agree with that. That's one of the. That's one of the best. I think it had more replay even, value. Even is great. Even even. Though Menace may go down in, in a certain space and Boys in the Hood will go down in a certain space, Paid in Full, to me, had the best nuance. It had the, the details was right. The You know what I'm saying? The texture was right. They just did it in a way that was very authentic. Like, like say, in Menace, Old Dog was the, you know what I'm saying, the dude, but then he had, like, you know, extensions in his hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... That kind of like discounts them from being the greatest, you know what I mean? Because I don't think that was happening. Mm. Niggas wearing extensions in their career, in their hair. Mm. Um, you know, boys was already kind of polished a little bit, like you know, it had a little polish to it that that made it feel not as authentic. But the story was on point. Peyton Full just had all the right touch points. They hit them, you know what I'm saying? Only they had only thing that I noticed on this run when I watched it was just a, a few miscues in music. Mm. To where the style of music they was playing on the radio at one point when he was in the cleanest didn't match the era that they were in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was more from the '90s, uh, DOS Effects type of era, mm. but they were supposed to be like in '84, '85. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that was the only thing. Other than that, the touch points, like the characters, even Calvin in there. Like the Calvin character is a character that I know I've seen that character before. You know what I'm saying? That dude who he getting money thing, you know what I'm saying? Now everybody just gotta, you know, do do what he say and he just come in, I'm the man, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck your meal that you cooking, mom. We going out to eat. You know what I'm saying? Counting money at the dinner table. You know what I'm saying? That character you've seen before when niggas started getting money out of nowhere and and was flashing it and showing it. So, you know. I think uh, they hit all of the good touch points, and uh, I put it in, you know what I'm saying, in in, in the Hall of Fame. Of, first of, ballot. First ballot Hall of Fame uh, of, of black hood movies. Now, you compared it to Manus and Boys in the Hood. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I hear that. I'm with you on that. I got I, the only <clears throat> asterisks I got for this. Do you think it was easier for it to be believable 
based on the fact that it's based on a true story, as opposed to Boys in the Hood and Menace. These were based on imagination. It was based on the hood, but it was like uh, these are all brand new. You had to create old dog, right? Old dog. But I think you still, even when you're creating it from imagination, you're still using certain neighborhood people to to build these stories up. I know um, John Singleton said it's a lot from his life, right? You know what I'm saying? So that went into it, and even. You know, they had to fictionalize some of the stuff and pay it in full. But it, it just points to the fact that the people that were in control of the film, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, actually came up in that neighborhood during that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they could have a better eye on it. So the fact that Dame and Biggs and all these cats were part of making it, you know what I'm saying, it made and, and had more control, it made the film come out more authentic. Now I dig it. I hear that, and I, I'm with that, and I, I mm-hmm. agree with that. I just, I'm just, try, I'm just adding to the consideration. Mm-hmm. I don't, your, I don't think that takes away your characters. Your roles are pretty much fleshed out. Even your through line is yeah, fleshed out. yeah. Your story out. is fleshed out, but that's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's a a negative. I don't think that that's a takeaway from it. I don't think that's an asterisk. I just think that you know what I'm saying. It it still was well executed, and and to even break down that story in a way that that could flow through, I'm mm-hmm. sure they had to cut shit out and and you know elaborate, you know exaggerate and you know all that. But still, they hit the mark. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a takeaway. Okay, that's like saying, do you do we give Steph Curry an act straight because he grew up in an NBA household? You know, what I'm saying training and developing under NBA players and and situations from the time he was a baby. Question. You know what I'm saying? I don't that's think that good, I don't think good. that take away because one, he still was at a disadvantage because he didn't grow that high, and you know he didn't have to build, but he made it work, and he's shit best shooter of all, one of the best shooters of all time. But you do have to count that in. But it don't matter once he, you he, hit the flow. Ah, you gotta say. That helped. Of course, it helped. It but got, you gotta say it's like the system you went to. No doubt. Trained under it, like not only it didn't did work you... for his brother as well. Now you bring his brother into. I mean, he grew up in the same house. Probably was younger and had man. more time. I don't even know his brother. I didn't even know he had a brother. <laughs> yeah, his brother played for. Shout out to the brother. Yeah, his brother played for. He had to go to the G League for a while, but he played. He in the NBA now. Is he? Yeah. Steph Curry got a brother in the league. Yeah. See what I'm That's talking about? That's how fucked up it is. <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm saying? What's his name? Curry. <laughs> Curry brother, Dale Curry son. You know what I'm saying? The other Curry, the other Curry, not Jamaican. What's Curry. his name? Curry? What's his name? Steph Curry brother. I'm sure there are people on the on the. They like the, the, list, the listeners. Mitchell. The listeners are screaming at the Mitchell. <laughs> Dwayne. They're screaming at the goddamn speaker. Seth Curry. Seth. Oh, Seth. Oh, Curry. that should sound like Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> Who he play for? Ah, uh, Trailblazers. Yeah, Portland. Uh, he played for Portland. Oh goodness. Yeah, he can. But he was in the. He had to go to the other league. See if he wasn't. If he wanted Curry, he probably oh, would have been done goodness. for. Well, then there you go. He got it. That's an asterisk. Thing. I mean, but again, got to play it. You again, gotta, you still had to play it out. You still had to be good. You still had to work. You still had to play against everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Steph has proved himself against everybody else. But you can't. You can't. You can't dismiss the fact that there is, and maybe it's not even super tangible, but the fact that you grew up as a kid, you grew up 
going to practices, go being yeah, on being, wait, 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 shit. being on the fucking sidelines yeah. as a kid, watching your your father in the huddle getting barked on by his coach, watching your father in the huddle miss the motherfucking the buzzer beater. Win the game. You you on your father's lap at the press conference. Yeah. You're watching him navigate the media. You're watching your father right, right. raise a family as an NBA player. All the little shit that you're watching him manage his money. Right. Watching him. You're meeting, you're meeting all of these. You're meeting these GMs and these coaches young. So it's not like when you get to the big show, right. it's like... You're not as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Right. You've been here for a while. Right. You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta say that does impact. Now, I'm not saying it don't. Okay, that's but all I'm saying. I don't think it's is, an asterisk to his skills. I'm not saying it's an asterisk to his skills, but I will say that he got a little. Um, he benefited from that. Right. He benefited from, from that. From, I don't wanna... from direct focus from day one. Yes, he 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 had. Laser beam focused, and he was around the system. He had probably had a full gym in his crib, right? With NBA trainers on deck, right? You know what I'm yes, all that, right? All of that, but that's still that didn't work. That didn't work from from Michael Jordan's sons. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> he worked from Magic sons. Yeah, <laughs> you know Maybe what I'm saying. <laughs> so you know, it's still a testament to the person and the character to uh. to to do the work and to follow it through. Because it could be a bigger distraction because you're right there. It could be. You know what I'm saying? It could be. Like, like LeBron's son, he seemed like he on the path, but the other one might not even fuck with it like that. Right. Hmm. And you know, food Le- for you know LeBron's son is on a regimen. You know, this one, shit, he probably got a food intake hour. You know what I'm saying? Calculated, you know what I'm saying? Stress level testing. Because uh-huh. that's what his daddy on. Let me ask you this. Back to the hood shit. Do you know, speaking of paid in full, do you realize paid in full is damn near 20 years old? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I mean, it's it's been that shit is crazy because it don't feel like it, but it's damn near 20 years old. I was just watching it on on Thanksgiving. And that shit could probably, you know what I'm saying, if it came out today with a few nuanced changes, yeah, that shit would still stand up. It could still win because especially people love that era. Like that era is being. I just seen the new Tiana Taylor video with uh, with Meth, Ghostface, and, and Raekwon. Not in the video, but he's on the song. They did a remix, and it's basically it's almost like role playing for a kid that was like born mm-hmm. in a generation like we prior. used to do with the seventies and shit. Right <laughs> now, you're seeing like your favorite rappers being used as set pieces. Right. So like, there's moments. Where whoever did the it's dope video as far as the styling of it all, like the shit feel like old school New York. They even like replicate the Meth and Mary scene. You know what I mean? Like down to the clothes, down to the rooftop, how it was shot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see it. It's interesting to see what you lived as now just source material. Right. Yeah, man. Sure, sure. So you know, but I just say that to say like when you got the source material, the shit was already a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like drawing, it's like drawing as opposed to freehanded tracing. You already traced the Yankee logo. Mm-hmm. Woo wee! That should look hard because it was kind of established. <laughs> it was already hard. Huh? It was bent hard. <laughs> anyway, no doubt. Yes. Uh, 
So I get that first ballot Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Fame. I, I, I full, co-sign you know it. That's just my only take, but I co-sign it. It's all definitely right, right. one of the most rewatchable hood films in a minute. I don't think it's, any, it's anything in the last 10 years. And maybe my radar, I'm trying to think my radar, last 10 years, anything come around with that same type of... Wow. Um boy I mean um NWA movie. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. That shit was on point. That was hard. That shit was on point. That's a little different though, because that's yeah, more of a it's definitely different like a, a, a biopic. Biopic and you know what I mean. Oh, it's just biopic. telling us yeah, bi- yeah, I always fuck that up. Because yeah, I, I think I, it's to me biopic sounds better because it's like a biography, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But biopic it sounds kind of weird, but okay. It's a biopic. Um, but yeah, it's a biopic on music, on and music, and that, and you know, since so it's less of the hood, because that's the like stories. the backdrop. Yeah, it's just the backdrop of it. But it was well done. No, and it was they dope. had the the nuance of that time. They had that shit right. You know what I'm saying? And again, the directors from that era, from that community, and gave it the the right touches. You know what I'm saying? They absolutely, definitely have become the. Standard, the platinum standard for the biopic. I don't think there's any other hip hop related nah, biopics. Nah. Eight Mile was around at one point, but I don't think nothing is fucking with it on this. Nah. I'm trying to think. Obviously, I wouldn't put Notorious in that conversation. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. put uh, mm-hmm. All Eyes on Me in that conversation. Nah, 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 it's nah. in a class by itself. Yeah, it, it, they had it right. They had enough money to spend, and but again, it's just like just like. For me, one of my favorite parts of that movie had nothing to do with NWA. When the when when the dude when they the kids were throwing the gang signs out the bus right. and they cut the bus off and he got on the um bus. OG two tone. OG two tone got on the bus and the way he stepped on the bus is my favorite part of the movie. You know what I'm saying? He just did the standard black man thing that you don't hardly see in the movies or TV when you get mad. And you take that first step, and then your arms swing back, and it kind of uh-huh. snap, uh-huh. snap in the position. Uh-huh. <laughs> when he stepped on that motherfucker, his hand snapped, and they had the camera right on his hand. You could see the flag out of his pocket, and then you see his hand just snap back into that black man, I'm mad position uh-huh. to when you know all bets is off. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, it's about to be a problem. Anytime uh-huh. you see a nigga do that, you be like, oh, shit. It's, oh. It don't even be what he said out of his mouth. It's just that gesture. That that makes it real, and the fact that they caught it, not only caught it, but but uh, spotlighted it, right, lets me know that they meant to do it and that it was a, a purposeful shot. Right. And that was my favorite shit out of that movie because it just made it so it made it that you knew that the people making this knows what the fuck is happening. Mm. A lot of times you'll see some shit you're like ah. I see he mad, but you know what I'm saying? He, uh, he wouldn't go down like that. That was the you tell know, for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was the tell. Like, okay, these motherfuckers, they know. That's ill. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Funny thing about that particular scene, that's the one. That's almost one of the things that kind of, I don't want to say it t- took away from it, but the way he said, I'm OG Tuto, and it was so early in the film and so mm-hmm. early in these cats' development, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to reappear to be back. like, you niggas did a high. You know, I thought, I thought he was going to put the button on it. Like, he was like, I'm OG Tuto. You yeah. like, where he going to come back and validate what these motherfuckers uh, finally you, did? You ain't going to see him again until your ass go to prison. Yeah, if that. <laughs> then he ain't gonna remember you. Nah. You know what I'm saying? He's just another day in the life of, of, of yeah. gang hazing. So... That's how life is, you know what I'm saying? You might see him from afar. 
I'll say this too before we get up out of here. I'll do, we've talked <laughs> about this, Dash Films. I say they got at least two hood classics because Paper Soldiers is one of my favorite films as like as far as just some just on some silly ass hood comedy shit. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be, it's still, if not top three, shit. It might be my favorite Kevin Hart movie of all time. I think that's one of my what's, favorite what's in performances. What's in the contenders? Who are you? Paper Soldiers. Uh, that's tough. Paper Soldiers. Mm -hmm. There's a movie called, I think it's called The Last Stand. Well, Kevin Hart plays a ventriloquist, <laughs> like a comedian ventriloquist. And there's a moment in that shit where um, he's fucking like beefing with his dummy. And that it's like, it's not played funny. Like it's played like he's Serious. off. Yeah. And uh, I like that. And then I like this. I forget what movie this shit is. It's the movie with Kevin Hart. I think Regina Hall's in it. And I want to say Joy Bryant is in it. Uh, check that out. What movie that is, Matt. But I want to say Kevin Hart and Regina Hall are in a relationship. And they got a moment where they going in on each other. And like... That shit just feel real a little bit. It's funny, but there's moments where you like, oh, this shit. They, you could right. tell like they really, you could tell like when certain people get to be in a scene. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when you get to be on the court with somebody. You like, yo, we going for it here. Right. We going like, let's go all out. Yeah. And uh, I would that performance wise, I gotta think. I mean, that man's been a ton of fucking movies, mm -hmm. but uh, those are the but ones. Paper that, like, Soldiers is your favorite. Paper Soldiers is my favorite because it was one of the, I think one because it was like the intro. It was like the first time mm -hmm. and that shit was just funny. That shit was just funny. It was just like, it was like just pure, imp it felt like a lot of improv. See, and it was the first time you really were like, 40 Old Virgin was good too. In certain movies, I think it also has the defining quality of it. Like just like how Illmatic was the first time you really... Had a focus, listened to Nas for a while, like his first full album. Like you heard mm -hmm. him on Back to the Grill again, on shit like that. Mm -hmm. But when that nigga had his, when you heard Illmatic from beginning to end, and you were like, oh, you, after you heard the shit, you was like, oh, nah, that's, that, that's it. That shit is, that shit is fully formed. That's what, it, you know what I mean? There's moments like that. I had another thing that I just, I was thinking about to, to put into play too, mm -hmm. movie wise. Performance-wise, when you say when you talk about performance, um, Makai Pfeiffer from Payton for from Soul Food, he got some classic performance, especially like when in Payton Food when he got mad, he was fighting. Uh, he was you know his his uncle, mm -hmm. son. But then um, my favorite get mad moment from Makai Pfeiffer, and probably in a you know any any black movie really, almost that I could think of is. When uh, on Soul Food, the movie, mm -hmm. when um, when he found out that uh, that his girl ex boyfriend got him the job, mm. and then he, he fought the dude at the job, the job because he came and kind of threw it in his face like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all see you can move up in here. We are gonna get you out of the man room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, man, all right, cool, cool, cool. We need to stick together as brothers. He's like, all right, cool, 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 because you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever. He Coca 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 got you the spot. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He's like, who the fuck is Coke? You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, you don't even know? 
that's what I call your wife. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she told me to, you know, and he he ain't know mm. that his, his wife had pulled the strings for mm-hmm. him to get the job with her ex boyfriend. Mm. So he he whooped the nigga in the in the um, lunch break room, <laughs> and then and then they cut from that to him going to her beauty shop. Uh-huh. So they cut from that, and he comes in the shop. Slams the door and the whole fucking glass falls out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that. Man. Yeah, he's spazzing. Black he's man pride. Yeah, this is black man pride. Just the whole shit. He played that shit so goddamn good. The whole his whole uh, that little sequence of events, and then for him when they when they sent the cousin after him in uh-huh. the bar, uh-huh. he played all that shit like you know what I'm saying. He looked like a real motherfucker that you know. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It felt familiar. It felt real. It felt all. Oh, it didn't feel. It didn't feel like acting. It felt. He brought it to real life, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, you, he got some Hall of Fame moments in black cinema. There you go. I'd give you another black man pride moment that I remember we doing that. I like how we segment these performances. <laughs> you can tell this nigga was really upset by the way the motherfucker arm fell. We need to really shoot a segment with, like, the telestrator where you can chalk outline the shit over oh, there. Yeah. If you see the shit fall, see how that fell, that right. motherfucker angry. Right. I'll tell you another black man pride uh, performance. Wesley Snipes in uh with Sanaa Lathan in the uh the Terry McMillan Disappearing Acts movie mm, where they outside they yeah. outside the, the theater and I forget they bought he bought tickets but then she got some tickets that was a little better or some shit like mm-hmm. that for or for somebody. And I don't remember all the particulars, mm-hmm. but I know that nigga was so sick because mm-hmm. his tickets was some, yeah, I mean, it might have been mezzanine or deep right. in the back. Right. These was like some orchestras. Right. And he couldn't just be like, oh, that's what's up. Right. He was sick. And yeah, he was sick because it cost him. Yeah. See, that, that, that little book right there, that was the first book that I read on... Leisure, you know what I'm saying? I found somewhere around the crib or my grandma's house or somewhere, Disappearing right. Acts. And it, and I'm glad I read it at the time where I read it because there's a lot of life lessons in that shit. Right. And I think the movie fucked it up. The movie didn't put a lot of those, a lot of Franklin lessons in there. Because mm. Franklin, and a lot of cats, a lot of people get in these situations, you know what I'm saying? Where you, you try and get your shit together you know what I'm saying? But you still cool. You got the shit. You look all right, but you know what I'm saying? You you trying to get your life right. And then you meet a nice chick. You know what I'm saying? She look good. She ate all that little shit that you like. Uh-huh. Got the body. Got her shit together. Got a job and shit. Y'all start kicking it. And at the time, Franklin was working on his constitution, which they didn't even talk about in the movie. Right. So his whole thing was uh, he was living in the Y, down there, halfway homeless place, and then working on his woodwork. And getting his constitution together with mm-hmm. who he is, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But he met this fine chick, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that, you know, was looking at him doing the woodwork with his muscles and shit. And then she got to talking to him. They got to kicking it. You know how that shit go. You go over there kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Y'all start fucking and shit. You know, bad feeling softer than yours. You know what I'm saying? It's different from the, the kitchen. The kitchen is all nice and, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mo, that eggs and grits and shit and uh-huh. juice in the refrigerator and shit be looking good, feeling good. Uh-huh. She, you know what I'm saying? She ain't tripping on nothing. You know, let's go out. All right, y'all go out. Y'all having fun. It's a different lifestyle. It's you like you, you upgraded your lifestyle, but you have not touched your constitution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the problems that arise... <coughs> Because of so, and that's that's one of the things where it probably took him 
two weeks to get them motherfucking tickets and all the money that he made. Right. And then you just show up like, nigga, them shit is worthless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I got the better tickets. Right. And you like, ah, damn. Yeah. But you in a situation where you hadn't worked on yourself in the first place. So that shit is good life lessons for a motherfucker that's paying attention. Yeah. Like Don't. before before you start getting out in the world, like when you're young, <laughs> it's a good read that disappearing acts. Don't be a guest on somebody else's life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get your shit right. Even if you are, just get keep stay getting your shit right. Don't go live over there. You know what I'm saying? Keep going back to your spot, knowing what your real situation is and get it together. Cause you stay over there, you're gonna be in their world, and that's it. And then at a certain point, they they gonna get they gonna draw you in the world, and then they gonna try to in that book, she tried to get him on track. So in her best way that she knew was, hey, go back to school, go do this, go do that. But that wasn't the way that he needed to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had to figure out how he had to do it. Best Wesley Snipes film? Um, Shit. Your favorite? I'll take uh, um, New Jack City. Jungle just Field. one, just one. You gotta pick one. I got I'm, I'm working through my thoughts now. I ain't, oh, okay. I ain't got no time to plan. I know. We, we about uh, to leave. Uh, you keep saying we about to leave, but we keep talking. Like we rushing the people. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Best Wesley uh, Snipes. Best Wesley Snipes. Uh, New Jack City. That's a good one. <clears throat> Best supporting actor in in a a movie with black leads. What you gonna go? Mo Better Blues. What you going with? Best supporting actor yeah. in a movie with black leads. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Basically, a, a blackish b- black movie. Della Reese and Harlem Nights. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a that's tough because that's like a thousand movies. Yeah, it is. It's one motherfucker. Because then, see, the beauty of the the black ensemble movie is it's like the posse cut. Everybody get a right. nice little verse. The verses that's are allocated well. It don't have to be an ensemble. It could no, be... I know. But I mean, if it's more than one lead, With a black lead. An you know what I'm okay, you got a black lead, but then he got a supporting actor. Uh, it could be a white movie or it could be not. Because the movie I'm... T- the movie we'll go, the, What you going to go to? I, I, I think of um, Devil in a Blue Dress and Mouse. That's Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle. The, I never watched that whole movie. Man, Miles was, was he the best, he the best, because the movie was going one way till he showed up. Mm. And once he showed up, the shit turned into a whole nother kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He the cousin with the gold tooth that called in for, you know what I'm saying? Backup. Mm-hmm. So I'm go, I was long reading, um, they got a good Players Tribune story on Allen Iverson that he mm-hmm. wrote himself. And he was naming his best, his top movies of all time. And he had like two or three that was one, some of mine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Heat on there. Heat is his favorite movie of all time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And then he had Devil in a Blue Dress, mm-hmm. which made me think of this. Uh, Don Cheeto in that movie was that uh, he 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 showed up and shined and turned that shit into a whole another thing, even though Denzel was the lead. Yeah. That's what kind of bigged up Don Cheeto. Then like Hotel Rwanda came a little mm-hmm. later. I never seen that. I bought the DVD just as support. Mm-hmm. I never cracked that shit out the plastic. You know, oh, right, right. I don't you fuck with too much savagery. Not, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's savagery? Ain't the shit fucked up. It's Rwanda. Ain't the oh, shit. Rwanda. Oh, you talking about Rwanda? Some dark shit going on <laughs> I in this. talking sad. about Devil in the Blue Dress. No, 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 no. I never got through Devil in the Blue Dress. I've come to it every so often. It might be on, or I might have tried to watch it at one point, whatever, whatever. But I don't think I went all the way through the whole shit. I hear it's great. It's one of the movies. There's a lot of movies like right. that where you hear it's great, and you never really get to dive in. 
Um, let's do one last one for the road. <laughs> uh, best Regina King performance. Um, the one show me the money. Jerry Maguire, I was about to say. Jerry <laughs> Maguire, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made you say, oh, shit. Yeah, because she was that wife. Nigga, get your shit together, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't here to play. We not here to play. But she got a bunch of shit, but you know what I'm saying? That's the one that- That, that was like the had. turn. Yeah. That was when it wasn't Brenda no more. Right. It was like, oh, shit. Like, she, uh, she became official. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was like she made the leap. Like, when it was when Jada Pinkett was leading shit, she made the leap. Mm-hmm. Into it, like, oh shit, she could really do this shit. Right. I went to see Jerry Maguire on a on a date. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know I was on a date with um this girl who had a baby. On a date with you. On a date with us and shit. Oh, wow. this is like, was a, like a little family. Like a little baby. Like a little like a little Insta family. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hours. But no, nah, no, nah, I mean not like that. Shout out, shout out to that girl, man. She, she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to that girl. <laughs> she was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? You know who y'all. Nah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> shout out to that baby. It was, we was going well. out. You know, shout out to that baby. That baby probably grown now. <laughs> But we was going out, but you know what I'm saying, the the baby daddy didn't show up. The, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, when he's supposed to show up, you know what I'm saying. And so, shit, she rode with us, and she started doing a little, and then I had to, I had to jump in. I had more, I had some skills, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. I had some little baby shake skills uh-huh. to keep, you know what I mean. Shook the baby. Not shook, but you know what I'm saying. You know how you do the little knee, the yeah, little, you know what I'm yeah. saying. I had a little, I had a bunch of cousins and shit. I've uh, seen it done many a time. You know how to put a baby to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I, I like, let me try my hand at this. Oh you know shit! Put the baby to sleep. I definitely was looking like a a new family. We was, and then uh, <laughs> and then the credits came up, and it was like, I'm like, right now. But yeah, we saw that shit. But I remember sitting there with the baby on my lap, thinking, "Damn, Regina done made it. She done blew up." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny as shit. Oh man, shit, man. Twenty nineteen. This is part two. I'm glad y'all sat through this with us. I'm glad y'all been through this with us. This whole trip, you know, always want to say, you know, we appreciate the listeners. Appreciate y'all shouting us out, putting us in these contentions, you know, retweeting some of these these episodes, you know. Appreciate the flag waving out there. Word. Uh, You want to say something to the people before we get up out of here? Hey, man. I'm wishing all the best of luck to everyone out there, all the go-getters and strivers, people who, you know what I mean, who who in the who in the messages asking for advice, you know what I'm saying, wishing everybody a prosperous 2019. And um shit, we gonna be here. We thank you guys for being here. That's why we didn't want to miss no weeks. You know what I mean? That's why we here having this conversation, even though it wasn't no current events. Mm-hmm. But we definitely didn't want to not be here. We wanted to be here. Cause you know what I'm saying, in the in the in the grand scheme of things, we we, we want to make sure that you guys are taken care of and that you're out there telling a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.